tonight and for the next two weeks, uh, we're going to be kicking off a series called Open Book. And the term open book, it means that something easily understood or, or something fully known or understood. And like, it, basically, you're not hiding anything. And when it comes to our faith, many times throughout high school and throughout middle school, we tend to hide who we are in Christ. And God is calling us to be an open book. And so I really believe that at the beginning of this school year, that really God could do a major change through you into your school. That's why it's important for things like Engage the Campus coming up that you need to be at, that you need to be involved in and come to Engage the Campus that will help you be an open book in your faith to your school. And I believe that as, as we live our lives as an open book, we can live boldly and we can share the hope that God has called us to share. Like, have, have you guys ever met a person who is like constantly happy? Like they're, they're never in a bad mood. They're always happy. Is anybody, point to that person, maybe if they're in here. You have anybody in here who's constantly happy? You are? Oh, you try. Johnny? I don't, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen Johnny upset. Yeah. Someone else. Who else in this room is constantly happy? George? I've seen George. Claire? Claire? Okay. Like, and, and maybe, maybe you, you have these, maybe you know these people. Maybe you are this person. All right, how many of you guys know a person who's constantly happy? Yeah, yeah. You at least know. If you're not that person, maybe you know somebody. Listen, listen, shh. And maybe you've thought to yourself, like, seriously, like, is this person, like, secretly a Disney character? Because, like, they're constantly, they're constantly happy. They're, because, like, they're, listen, listen, because they're just so optimistic all the time. They're so positive all the time. They're so hyped up about life all the time. Like, maybe you have, you have those people in your life who they're, they're a little bit sunshinier than normal people, Right? And, and maybe, uh, maybe you see those people and you're just like, what is wrong with you? I, I, can, I can, I have the ability to be a happy person after I've had my coffee. Can I get an amen? amen. Right? So like, so there's people, listen, listen, shh. Maybe there's people that you're familiar with or maybe there's, there's characters that you're familiar with like Dory from Finding Nemo, right? Dory, like she, no matter... No matter what kind of mess she got into, like running into sharks, getting lost, doing dumb stuff, like she was always, she was always, what, what did she say? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just, right? Just keep swimming. And honestly, I don't know, maybe you can relate with this. Maybe it's just me, but I kind of found Dory a little bit annoying. But how about this? How about this? Maybe, maybe Olaf from Frozen, Right? Like constantly happy, right? And, and he seriously, listen, he seriously, seriously thinks summer's going to be great for him, right? Like this is going to be good for me. Like he's made out of meltable snow, right? Like, and, and he always, have you ever noticed this about Olaf? He always has the right thing to say, right? And maybe he says like, some people are worth melting for, right? Didn't, didn't he say that? But he's like a snowman. So, so, and, and maybe, maybe in this room, maybe for some of you guys, like going back to school is super exciting for you. Like you're excited to be back in school. And then some of you are like, 
we're on day three now. Like, it's time to hate this place, right? Or, or maybe you've been there a little bit longer, and, or maybe you just started today, and you're like, okay, that was my happy day, and I'm done, right? So listen, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's a little aggravating to be around someone who's constantly happy. Sometimes it's aggravating to be around people who always constantly have hope and they're excited about things. And, and it's, it's, sometimes it's aggravating. But the truth is, I, I think if every one of us in this room, I think if we would be honest tonight, the truth is we wish we were that person who was happy and hope-filled and who was constantly looking for the good things in life. And, and we wish we were that person. And, and I think if we were really honest with ourselves, we would say we would like to be that person. And, uh, and here's the great thing about being a follower of Jesus, that God gives us a hope that seems unreasonable to the world. See, to the rest of the world, like there, there's, there's things that seem unreasonable. And, and maybe people are having a hard time finding hope or joy in anything. But if, you're, if you have a relationship with Jesus, that God gives us a hope that seems so unreasonable to the rest of the world. In fact, like it, as a follower of Jesus, like it's kind of one of the key markers and it's one of the key characteristics. If you read your Bible, it's one of the key characteristics to the world that we are followers of Christ, that we're people of hope, that we're people of joy. Like even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of persecution, even, even with un- impossible circumstances, we're filled with hope. So tonight, I I believe that scripture is going to show us a few things tonight of of how to live and the reality of hope that we have in Jesus and and how it can impact the world around us. Are you with me? Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. Are you with me? Say let's go. So tonight, if you got your Bible, let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11. Some of you guys may know this one by heart. Some of you guys, if you didn't bring your Bible, we'll have it up on the screen for you. But it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. See, tonight we can be hopeful because God promises in his word that his plan for our lives is specifically to give us hope for our futures. He's got a plan for us to give us a hope for our future. So what does this mean for us today? Well, let's, let's d- dive a little bit deeper. So if you look at 1 Peter 3.15, uh, it says this. It says, worship, the, worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Always be prepared to explain your hope. Like, if people see you at school, like, why are you in a good mood? Why are you constantly happy? Why are you have this hope that I don't fully understand? Like, the, our world is a mess, and you can find happiness. How do you do that? Always be prepared as a believer to explain your hope, to talk about your hope. So not only do we have hope as believers in this room, but we're called to share that hope with our world. You guys, I said this a hundred times, I'll constantly say it. You guys have the greatest mission field that you could ever be on, and that's your public school. That's the greatest mission field because after you leave there, you, 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 you won't see those people, most of those people ever again. 
So where you're at right now, you have the greatest mission field. You have the greatest opportunity to share your hope that you have in Jesus with everyone around you. And I know, I get it. It's going to take some boldness, and, and it's going to take you, you stepping out of your comfort zone and, and sharing your faith. It does. To, and I'm not saying, like, you have to be that person who stands up at the, in the lunchroom and shouts out over everyone and stands up on your table and tells everybody about Jesus. You don't need to be that person. You don't have to be that person. But you can be someone who, when maybe you're on the sidelines, when you're on your sports team in practice, you can begin to have a, a spiritual conversation. Maybe in your classroom, when you have a break from doing your work, you can begin to have a spiritual conversation. When you are in, are in other areas with other people hanging out, just spending time, you can have a spiritual conversation about the hope that you have in Jesus. If we have hope, we should share our hope. If we have that hope, we should share that hope. Uh, let me tell you why I have hope. I, I have hope because I've been hopeless. I, I, for me, personally, my own life, I have hope because I've been hopeless. I've felt hopeless. I, I, there, there, there was a whole season of my life um, where, where I was sad. I was depressed. I was filled with hopelessness. I was filled with fear. I was filled with doubt. I, I felt in my own Self, I felt like I was useless. I felt like I was worthless. I, I was, I was at this point in my life. I was flunking out of college, and I felt like that there was no hope for me. But one night, sitting on the edge of a bridge, I began to pray, and I said, "God, if you're real, then show me, prove it to me." And and I, and and I was just hopeless in that moment. I, I I was begging God for something. I needed something. Because I was finding no hope. I was finding no peace. I was finding no joy in my life. And I begged and I asked God, say, God, if you're real, which I, I really did believe he was, but I was like, then show me. Show me. And I got to be honest, I left that bridge that night and nothing changed. I left, I left that bridge that moment and I didn't feel like that I got an answer. I didn't feel like that God showed me something in that moment. There wasn't all of a sudden a bright light that came up and like, oh, there you are, God. That's not what happened. But a day or two later, my best friend that I had showed up at my house. Because for him, two days earlier, he, he was in the hospital because he overdosed. And, he, and he, we sat outside of my house, on the curb outside of my house, and he shared the hope that he found with me, and that hope was Jesus. And he told me he wanted to live for Jesus, and he, didn't want to be a, he, he wanted to be a Christian, and he didn't want to do it alone, and he wanted me to be with him. And, and, and I got to tell you that accepting hope in my life, accepting that hope and that promise and that future of Jesus, it gave me a future. It gave me hope. I found that hope. And, and from there, I found my church. And from there, I got involved. And from there, I gained friends. And from there, I gained a support system. And from there, I, I, I found my calling. And from there, I found my future wife. And from there, I stepped out into the calling that God had for my life. And I've never been the same again. But most importantly, it was all because I found hope in Jesus. Think about it this way. If, if the, us in this room, if somehow one of us had the cure for cancer, wouldn't we want everyone to know it and to save lives, to save as many people's lives as possible if we, had, if we knew the cure for cancer? 
Like if you in this room, if you knew the key to happiness and helping people find hope and helping people find a future, if you knew that key for everyone on this planet, wouldn't you want to share it with every person that you came in contact with? I want you to know tonight, if you're in this room and you're a believer, you have that hope. You have that key. See, the hope that God gives us for the people around you, it's, it's just as much for, for them as it is for you. The hope that God gives is for the people around you, not just the people, not just you. Because of who you are, because of who God's called us to be, we get the opportunity to share that love and that hope with people around us. So you can't give a reason for the hope that's within you if you don't actually have that hope within you. The first step to to giving a reason for the hope in you is letting God fill you with that hope. And the bottom line, here's the deal. Here's like the whole message in a sentence tonight. Here's the, the whole thing. Here's what I want you to know. If you don't walk out of here with anything else, I want you to know this that you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give. So this school year, when you have an opportunity, when you're sitting in that classroom, when you're sitting on that practice field, when you're riding in that bus to a game, when you're, when you're wherever in the cafeteria and, and you have an opportunity to share that hope, you can't share something that you don't have yourself. So if you're here tonight and maybe you're empty in your relationship with Jesus, maybe you're down and, and you're feeling hopeless and you're feeling worthless, like I was sitting on the edge of that bridge years ago, you can't share what you don't have. But tonight, you have the opportunity to find that. You have the opportunity to receive that and let that hope change your life. Romans ten thirteen it says this, for everyone, let me ask you this, who, what does that say? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be what? Let's say it louder. Can be what? Can be saved. See, the scripture, the Bible, it makes it very clear that every single person, I want you to know in this room tonight, you, you haven't, you're not bad enough. You haven't done bad enough things. You haven't sinned so much that God can't forgive you. He says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, will be saved. Scripture makes it very clear that Jesus will save you. You just have to ask for it. You have to ask for it. So putting your faith in Jesus, it unlocks that hope that he wants to give us. And, and hope, it's, it's this confident expectation that God is working things for your good. Like when your faith is in God, we can confidently expect, no matter the circumstance, that God is working things out for us, and he's working in us. So the last thing is this, and here's what I want you to know, and then we're going to jump into our fam times. It's this. Believe in Jesus, and he'll give you a reason to hope. Believe in Jesus. He'll give you a reason to hope. Uh, a lot of the, We put our faith and we put our, our belief in a lot of different things. But tonight, if you believe, if you're, you're in this room and you're feeling hopeless, believe in Jesus. He'll give you a reason to hope. Man, what an opportunity. What a way to start out this school year full of hope, full of peace, full of joy. When you're sitting in a classroom full of people who aren't, man, what a bright light you can be in that school. What a bright light you can be in that place. And you can share that hope of Jesus with everyone. Do you have hope? 
Do you have hope? Maybe you're in this room tonight and, and you're feeling hopeless. Maybe you're feeling down. Maybe you're feeling depressed. Maybe you're feeling discouraged. Maybe, maybe you feel like that there's no hope for you and, and you're battling that. And, and I, I, want you, I want to know tonight, do you have hope? And, but I want you to know that you can find hope. You can find hope. And, and maybe there's a lot of you in this room who you feel like that there, you have no reason to hope. And, and I want to challenge you to, to give your heart to Jesus tonight, to surrender your life to him tonight. Like when, when you trust in him, when you give your life to him, you can find a hope. And it's like it's an unreasonable hope that, that it seems unrealistic and it doesn't it seems too good to be true. But you can find that hope in your life when you give your life to Jesus, that hope it. it it gives us that missing piece that we're searching for, that, that our soul is looking to find. And it breathes life and it gives us purpose and it gives us a reason to keep going every single day. Like I, I can tell you this, my life has been forever changed when I discovered the hope that Jesus provides. And I, I know this, like times are gonna get difficult. Difficult things happen, difficult things happen in our lives, and, and, and I, but I don't want to go back to ever living a hopeless life again. So this school year, I want to challenge you guys, every single one of you guys in this room, I want to challenge you to live as an open book and, and let other people see the hope that you found in Jesus. The hope that you have isn't only for yourself, but it's for the people around you as well. If we have found a good thing, we should tell other people about it. If we found a great thing that's changed our lives, we should tell other people about it. But you can't share what you don't have. So I want to challenge you this year, this school year. Let's make a difference. Let's change some things. Let's do some things differently. Let's see God do some amazing things, not just in this room, in this youth group, but in your life and in your school and in the people around you as you share your hope, as you begin to talk about the hope that you have in Jesus, as you begin to talk about the peace and the joy that you found in Jesus, that I guarantee you that's something that's contagious. I guarantee you that's not something that everyone else in school is talking about. I guarantee you that's something that that joy that you have, people are going to be like, I, I want I want to know tell me about that because I'm not happy and people are going to want to know what's going on in your life what makes you so different and you can say well here's what Jesus has done for me here how, how he's changed my life here's the joy that I found because of who he is in me Lord I pray that we will be a people uh, of we will be representatives of Jesus in our school I pray, Lord, that we will be that open book to the people around us when they show up and when they begin to ask, when they begin to think, what, what's different? What's going on? What's that hope that you have that I'm looking for? I pray that we'll be people of joy. I pray that people will, be, will share the light and the love of Christ in our schools, in our communities, in our homes, in the people around us, God. I pray that we, we won't have to bring people to emerge to help them find Jesus. We'll be showing them Jesus in our classrooms, on the, on the practice fields, on the courts, on the sidelines, in the lunchroom, oh God. We won't have to bring them to a place, the place Jesus is with us. And I pray, Lord, that we'll, we'll, be, we'll have boldness this year. We'll have boldness in our lives to talk about God's goodness and about how he's changed our life. God, we love you.
I pray that over this group right here, right now, that we'll be bold people this year and we'll tell people about Jesus. God, we love you so much. Thank you for who you are. Would you just hold your hands out like this? If that's the kind of life you want to have,